Welcome back to New Rockstars. Spider-Man 3 is whipping open the MCU to a Spider-Verse with cameos by everyone from Jamie Foxx Electro to possibly even Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, Kirsten Dunst, MJ, past Green Goblins, I guess everyone except J.K. Simmons' hairpiece. I'm Eric Voss, and this is Rogue Theory, the show that brings you the wildest nerdy hot takes on the topics you can't stop arguing about. And with me today is the Eddie Brock to my Peter Parker, Tom. Tommy Bechtold. Yeah, all right. We are Venom. But it's only because uh, Tommy likes to stand beneath me in bell towers and just collect whatever I'm dripping down. It's a problem. Stop One of my stalking. favorite pastimes. Handfuls of Voss. Oh, boy. Uh, moving on briskly to a friend of the show, comedian <laughs> and writer, Jessica Clemens. Welcome back, Jessica. Hi. Do I look like a news reporter? Because that's what Zach said before the show. And now I'm con- I am want to keep holding my hand up to my headset. <laughs> if you need to switch over to the uh, telemarketing scheme you're currently working on, by all means, go for it. Make that money. Okay. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> uh, and first time here on New Rockstars, comedian, writer, owner of the best possible middle name, John Xavier Miller. Welcome, John. Thank you for having me. I am excited to be here, and I'm the best Xavier that you've had on this show, probably. <laughs> That's right. Yes. And uh, the best Xavier in the Marvel world at the moment, because... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, a very slim competition. <laughs> Welcome to the show. We're so happy to have you here, man. So, folks, we're going to spend this whole episode on these new updates we've been getting about Spider-Man 3 because there is really so much to unpack just by this little casting announcement. It's so confusing that there are so many implications. So just to catch you up, last week we were all, mm, let's see, shocked to learn that the third MCU Spider-Man film coming next year, the follow-up Too Far From Home, will feature Jamie Foxx as Electro. The actor himself confirmed it. And that, Mm. of course, is a character he played in the totally different Spider-Man universe, The Amazing Spider-Man 2. I went into how, based on J.K. Simmons' return as J. Jonah Jameson in Far From Home, it seems like Sony is building toward a live-action Spider-Verse with past versions of characters now appearing alongside Tom Holland. It's nuts. So I want each of you to pitch me how the plot of this movie is going to work. How Mm. and why are these Spider-Verses colliding? Tommy, why don't you start? I believe we are going to see a trial. The trial of Peter Parker as Spider-Man for the murder of Mysterio. Uh, And on that trial, there is going to be a witness, a young witness who was traveling abroad to London at the time and happened to actually see proof that could exonerate Peter Parker, a.k.a. Spider-Man, for this murder. That witness's name? None other than... Miles Morales. I believe Miles Morales will be introduced as a witness for the defense that will uh, that will help to free Peter Parker, but then put Miles Morales in the crosshairs of uh, anyone who would also wish Spider-Man harm. Now, I believe we are going to have these. interdimensional Spider-Mans also coming in, Spider-Mans from other universes, Spider-Mans, the Spider-Verse, as you said. So I do believe at a certain point, uh, there is going to be a moment when uh, Miles Morales is also going to acquire the Spider-Man powers, similar to the comics or or into the Spider-Verse movie. He'll get bit by a radioactive spider or something along those lines. Uh, And what ultimately the movie is going to be about is a passing of the torch and how Tom Holland's character 
character is going to accept that, you know, uh, there's a new Spider-Man and maybe he can live a normal life with MJ uh, is through the wisdom of Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man characters, who at this point, I believe, will have in their stories have let go of the Spider-Man mantle themselves. So it's going to be all about returning home, returning back to where you were, keeping Aunt May safe by by leaving the Spider-Man mantle, keeping uh, keeping MJ safe by leaving the Spider-Man mantle, keeping Ned safe by leaving the Spider-Man mantle and handing it over to a new Spider-Man who he can still mentor. And by the way, these people all have their spider powers still. So it's not like they can't be called back into action. And I have a suspicion if this movie makes money, they will be. But this will be Tom Holland's sixth appearance as Spider-Man. So it stands to reason he'll be looking for a reason to pass the torch. So I believe that this movie is going to be all about uh, returning home, returning to your roots, and and uh, going back to a, a normal life while passing on the the, uh, the great title of Spider-Man amongst the Spider-Men. I rest my case. Oh, wow. That's interesting. I wonder where a trial of Peter Parker would be held, in New York or in London, where they have those weird barristers who still wear the wigs? Uh, because I mean, technically it's it- where it happened. Either way, uh, there will be wigs involved. That's all I can say. My sources are saying the wig budget on this movie is phenomenal. It's all going to Kristen uh, Wiig in that cat costume from Wonder Woman. Kristen Wiig will be crossing over also, weirdly. It's a a pretty big crossover. They spent so much money on that weird costume that they got to use her in as many properties as possible. So they're, they're loaning it. They're just putting her on like a museum piece. She's just going to different. She'll be in the new Fantastic Beasts movie as well. Oh, wow. That's going to wow. be great. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think our viewers might be over this crossover. No, oh! I, uh, Tommy, I, I really like your idea. What you say kind of recalls the ancient one saying to Doctor Strange when he was zipping through the multiverse, like, who are you in this vast multiverse? And as right. soon as like any Spider-Verse crosses over, that is kind of like the natural conversation right like how I don't own the title of Spider-Man none of us own the title of Spider-Man because we're all part of a a multiverse Uh, so isn't it right that someone now takes over for me to take the heat off of me and who better Mm -hmm. than someone who has loyally defended me uh, than Miles Morales Mm -hmm. and I think that's where everything is headed like Sony obviously loves the character of Miles Morales it was so Mm -hmm. profitable for them and into the Spider-Verse they have a Miles Morales game coming out that's going to be uh, what they're going to be banking on. And it's such a cool character. Like, why not? Yeah. Let's go for it. Agreed. Um, and Tommy, what would you call this? Because we know home is probably going to be in the title somewhere. What's your home yeah. title? Spider-Man Home Team Advantage. <laughs> Very nice. Yes. Well done. Tommy, I am going to award you uh, three uh, rogie points for that theory. All right. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, well, you'll be shocked to hear they appear on my end as a uh, signed Mick Foley sock uh, from the WWE universe that I have had sitting out for three years. Uh, let's see what else I got here. Uh, these are just things that are literally on my desk. I have a uh, signed DVD uh, <laughs> copy of Ghostbusters by Ernie Hudson. Winston, Whoa, cool. my, my favorite Ghostbuster nice. uh, of all time. And of course, finally, uh, let's just see here. Uh, the third rogie came in as a uh, Joey Gallo baseball card. Uh, negative. Signed? Refractor, Topps Chrome. Not signed. Not signed. Uh, not, signed not interested. Not signed. 
not acknowledged uh, by Joey yeah. at all. He doesn't even know I own it. Uh, no. Yes, <laughs> you so better give is. it back. Um, all right, uh, let's move on. Jessica, how do you think these Spider Verses are going to be colliding? What do you think the plot of Spider Man Three is going to be? But Tom Holland, Andrew Garfield, and Tobey Maguire. I think those three are going to come back into Spider Man Three. How they would come into Spider Man Three is they're going to what Marvel likes to do because what Disney wants to do is make money ultimately and get as much views on stuff. They have to connect properties, correct? Think about it. And so they have WandaVision coming out, right? So Mm. what if Scarlet Witch, when she has her meltdown and she creates all these different portals around the world, which would also coincide with the new Doctor Strange, it also goes into the universe that is Spider-Man. And all of the superheroes start coming out of the portals. Some of the supervillains, including Electro, they come back out, and the three super Spider-Men that come out are Tobey Maguire. We could also get, obviously, Spider-Gwen. We could also get weird Doc Ock when he was, like, the superior Spider-Man. We could get different versions of Spider-Man all coming into this universe. So I think it's going to be Tom Holland Spider-Man fighting off all of these villains. Electro being kind of, not like the, not like the, um, the leader of all the villains. I think he's just going to be, like, the number one like militant one and that's going to be his his like the villain that he's going to go against but they're also going to have to fight all the other ones imagine i guess inside the spider-verse but a live action one whereas because we were going to get into it eventually why not do it now like tommy said we've had his sixth appearance why not bring back all of the stuff that the fans want and just throw it in here because we have the time to do it what, yeah. what else are we doing? And if that mm-hmm. doesn't work, I think those three, those two other Spider-Men could come back in a fun little fan cameo appearance where it's three Spider-Men all pointing at each other. And it's revealed <laughs> that it's Tom Holland, Tobey mm-hmm. Maguire, and Andrew Garfield. They have and to the do fans that. Would they have to do yeah, that. Yeah, it's like if they yeah. don't put them in the entire movie, which I, hey, I understand. As a fan, I would love that. Ultimately, mm. with the storyline, it might not line up. But if they don't do that, they have to. Oh my God, they have to bring them back, all three of them yes. pointing at each other in a fun cameo. Yeah. And yes. I mean, they did it with JJ, we could, or Triple J. We can do it this, we can do it here. Yeah, and, and I think you're, you're definitely right, Jessica. Like people say like, oh no, they'll save that for later. I think all these studios are saying, we don't know how much longer superhero movies are gonna be popular. Like we, mm-hmm. like, you know, for the past 20 years or so, yeah, they have been the thing, but like, it's obviously not gonna last forever. So they're gonna cash in on live action Spider-Verses sooner rather than later. I totally agree, mm-hmm. especially since we're in like a pandemic and we have this big gap right now. On the other side of it, they're gonna want to try to win back as many viewers in uh, to cinemas as they possibly can. Um, and, and Into the Spider-Verse, they had the, um, the plot mechanic was the collider, right? Like Kingpin yeah. was uh, trying to bring back his family Bringing using WandaVision as the means, I think is is a pretty accurate way they could do it because WandaVision is one MCU property we know is going to yeah. be coming out before Spider Man Three. It's coming out way before a year, yeah, exactly I, like a year. Yeah, I think using Wanda's reality warping, using that like um, that television screen portal that Monica Rambeau is going through, could be one mm-hmm. way because we know that's like through different media, right? Like going through a yeah. TV screen is just something that uh, a visual aesthetic audiences will get. Uh, uh, and I think, like, we know that things like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., even though it's not MCU proper, are still using things like the MCU Quantum Realm. They can still use elements of the MCU just to justify their own stories. I can totally yeah. see Sony Absolutely. doing that. Absolutely. They can sure. do well, everything they want. And they I was reading somewhere where they were like, the Disney Plus properties are going to be more tied in 
with the movies that come out. Yeah. Because, like, the bigger oh, movies yeah. are going straight to theaters. So they were like, you're going to need to start in the future watching all of the shows that are going to be released on Disney Plus in order to connect all of the movies to it, too. Yeah. So I was just yeah. like, yeah, this makes complete sense, especially because we're getting into the world where we're now recognizing the multiverse more. Wanda has to be, like, a main component of it. Yeah. All right, Jessica, we're tying in WandaVision into the logic of Spider-Man 3. I'm awarding you four rogi points. WandaVision! Wow. Ooh, it came to me in some sticky notes that go the opposite direction. Um, it came to me in a lid for my mason jar and a hand sanitizer. Ooh, and lastly, candlesticks for $3 from Target. Are, this is not are any of those autographed by WWE wrestlers? Cause oh, I wish, oh, oh, I damn. wish, I'm sorry. I'm That's not fine. as cool as Tommy. <laughs> we'll see if you can get one of them on the line and maybe we can get something going. All right, John, it's your turn. Uh, what do you think this Spider-Man 3 Spider-Verse thing is doing? What's the real story going on here? I think the most important thing is the fact that, you know, depending on how old you are, you have like your own Spider-Man. I'm old enough yeah. to be a Tobey Maguire Spider-Man guy, so much so that I spent many years avoiding the Amazing Spider-Man movies because I was Ooh, like, this yeah. is not my Spider-Man. This is, you are not Tobey <laughs> Maguire, Andrew Garfield. Um, and it's taking me a while to warm up to Tom. So, you know. Okay, um, fair. But That's fair. I think what, what they're really going to do is they're just going to just bring them all back together and you initially would think oh well just a good old-fashioned team them up you know with all the spider-man no they're gonna be fighting each other because <laughs> you don't expect it you don't expect you know good old toby mcguire like coming in and just being like you know what no i don't like you tom holland i don't like you andrew garfield and for whatever reason i think they're all gonna be fighting each other and i think that will be just really different than what you expect and this is marvel's way of saying hey we can have a superhero versus superhero movie that's not terrible batman v superman mm, yeah. and i think that just everyone who's ever seen spider-man like this is my favorite one and also you gotta just make it different than uh, into the spider verse you gotta just like mix it up a little bit get a little darker you know maybe one of them yeah. is gonna die Especially one of the yeah. ones who's not Tom, like, mm. wouldn't really affect them that much if Andrew Garfield died. And actually would make me a little happy Probably if not. that Spider-Man died. It'd make a Toby lot of McGuire. us pretty happy. <laughs> Never Toby. Um, no, I think you're definitely onto something, John. I mean, that is, like, one thing we forget. We've seen so much cooperation in the MCU. Mm. But, like, part mm. of the fun of some of these earlier films are seeing these heroes fight and have sparring sessions and, you know, mm. uh, fighting in forests. And I want more fighting in forests. I mean, when you see your your duplicate, your doppelganger in some kind of multiverse crossover, as we saw with the two different versions of Captain America in Endgame, we wanna see them fight. There can only be one. And like, mm. it, or in that movie, Coherence. Did any guys see Coherence? Coherence is a crazy mm. one. Um, but it has deals with like Schrodinger's cats stuff. And uh, and and I think you're you're gonna see people be like, I don't want my universe to disappear, so I have to destroy you. <laughs> oh sure. Uh, no, yeah, I, I think we definitely need to see some fighting going on, and uh, if that could last the whole movie, sure, I'm I'm on board for it. I love uh, it. Mm. 
John, I am awarding you three uh, rogie points for your theory. I've decorated my apartment for the fall, so I've got a lot of decorative pumpkins. We've got yes. Yes. this guy right here. Oh. That's a pumpkin. We've got a little a gold. Whoa! Ooh, ooh, that's ah. a pumpkin. And a little green one. Hey! It's dressed up as a gourd. They're adorable. They're so cute. You're like like Hobgoblin with all those pumpkins. Oh my god. Well, let us know down in the comments below what version of the Spider-Verse you think we're going to be seeing. Because, yeah, we're definitely... We already have a Spider-Verse. We already have J. Jonah Jameson in multiple universes. We already have Easter eggs uh, connecting from the MCU back to the Raimi-verse. So, like, how are they going to heighten this? And how how is it logically going to work? I, you know, I, I'd love to see WandaVision's uh, warping. I'd also just love to see sticky patches open on a wall and characters crawl through it all sticky, covered in goo. Uh, the weirder, the better, honestly. So pitch your theories in the comments below. Uh, but we want to move on to some people who helped us make this episode. First, we want to thank our friends at Bespoke Post for sponsoring this episode. So this fall, as you get back into the swing of things, hopefully, Bespoke Post has a brand new seasonal box of awesome collections for guys guaranteed to upgrade your life. And past Bespoke Post boxes, I've gotten cool gadgets, fun drink mixes, uh, one of my favorite shirts. Whether it's gear to upgrade your autumn craft beers or cozy threads for when the temperature dips, Bespoke Post only sends guys the best stuff every month, no matter what you're into. Box of Awesome has you covered from style and groomy goods to barware. Box of Awesome has collections for every part of your life. Their new Over Easy box comes with a cast iron skillet, pancake mix, Bloody Mary mix, and pure Vermont made syrup, which sounds like a nice Sunday morning or the beginning of my Apocalypse Survival Kit. Either way, I'll be starting my day buzzed. To get started, take the quiz at boxofawesome.com. Your answers will help them pick the right box of awesome for you. They release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories. It's free to sign up, and you can skip a month or cancel anytime. Each box only costs 45 bucks, but has over $70 worth of gear inside. Get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code ROGUE at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com, code ROGUE, R-O-G-U-E, for 20% off your first box. We also want to thank our friends at ExpressVPN for sponsoring this. Okay, so we all know how VPN protects your privacy and security online, right? But maybe you didn't know that you can use a VPN to unlock movies and shows that are only available in other countries. You can go nuts binging Doctor Who on the UK version of Netflix or anime on the Japanese version of Netflix. It's just really simple. All you gotta do, fire up the ExpressVPN app, change your location to one of those other countries, refresh Netflix, and that's it. You're practically there. ExpressVPN hides your IP address and lets you control where you want sites to think you're located. You can choose from almost 100 different countries. So just think about all the Netflix libraries you can go through. And it's not just Netflix, ExpressVPN works with any streaming service, Hulu, BBC, iPlayer, YouTube, you name it. You can watch new Rockstars videos while pretending you live in Brazil, just to feel like you're traveling. There are hundreds of VPNs out there, but the reason I use ExpressVPN to watch shows is it is ridiculously fast. There is never any buffering or lag, and you can stream HD no problem. ExpressVPN is also compatible with all your devices, iPhones, media consoles, smart TVs, more. You can watch what you want on the go or on the big screen 
screen wherever you are. If you visit my special link right now, expressvpn.com slash rogue, you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Support the show, watch what you want, and protect yourself at expressvpn.com slash rogue. And lastly, we got to thank our friends at Manscaped for sponsoring hey. this video. Uh, <laughs> my friends, fall weather means sweaters and scarves and wool hats, but not wool downstairs, if you know what I mean. I'm not talking socks. Upstairs a little bit. There you are. Pubes. Get rid of them with a shaver. Our sponsor today, Manscaped, has you covered to keep your downstairs less downy. <laughs> So, Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. We here at New Rockstars love our friends at Manscaped. We love getting to make ridiculous double entendres during the ads, and we especially love their products, which keep us feeling good and looking good without injuring ourselves. The Manscaped engineering team just perfected the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created. It's called the Lawnmower 3.0. Do you hear that purr? It's like a kitten. The premium lawnmower 3.0 is waterproof. It includes this LED light and it is made with the advanced skin safe technology, which reduces nicks and cuts on your delicates. You can get this trimmer inside their perfect package 3.0, which includes the Manscaped Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and the Crop Reviver Ball Toning Spray. Plus for a limited time, when you order the perfect package kit, you get two free gifts, the Shed Travel Bag and the Manscaped Anti-Chafing Boxer Briefs. The Manscaped Boxer Briefs, which I am wearing right now, have optimal temperature control with their crop cooling technology. The same stuff Frosty the Snowman uses to maintain his man ice. We can't verify that, we're just assuming. You need to try this out for yourself and tweet Tommy all about it after you do. Get, uh, send him pictures, uh, graphic detail. No. Get yes. 20% off at get 20% off and free shipping with the code Rogue Theory at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code Rogue Theory from the moose to the caboose. Always use the right tools for the job. All right, we're going to move on to our Discord Rogue Theory. A quick shout out to our Let's patron, go. Mr. Mosby, who won this week's Discord Rogue Theory with an awesome pitch for a new Disney Plus show built around the backstory of MCU villain Doctor Doom. Mm. Doctor Doom is a title Ooh. we want to see very soon on the MCU and Mr. Mosby rightfully understands that you cannot do that just with a movie. You need an episodic structure to build up to that. There's just so much of character development we need. Uh, amazing theory. Well done, Mr. Mosby. And you can read his theory and other pitches and play Discord Rogue Theory yourself by becoming a patron of New Rockstars at patreon.com slash new rockstars. But we got to get back to talking about the Spider-Man movie that Jamie Foxx Electro is joining because in addition to Fox, there are reports that Sony might be considering returns by Kirsten Dunst, Mary Jane Watson from the Tobey Maguire, Sam Raimi Spider-Man films, as well as Dane DeHaan, Harry Osborn, Green Goblin from The Amazing Spider-Man yes! 2. Uh, wow! Um, look, folks, it sounds like everything is on the table. So I want to know from you, what other past Spider-Man villain do you want to see return in Spider-Man 3 and why? John, why don't we start with you here? Listen, I have four words for you. Will Lum da Fo. All right. <laughs> Four words. All right. Iconic Spider-Man villain. All right. Yeah. That's all I want. I don't care about anybody else showing up. All I need is the original Green Goblin. I need Willem Dafoe for two hours just chewing that scenery, just doing his thing. <laughs> talking to himself in, in the mirror. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, 
iconic. I, any supervillain after 2000 is just trying to do their best Willem Dafoe in the original Spider-Man. That's a very good point. That He was so inspirational. And look, John, even if he is just in a mirror talking to other characters or he's a, a portrait <laughs> who is talking, that's I just need his voice back in these movies. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And I would love it if people just look in a mirror and there's Willem Dafoe. That's an amazing <laughs> film in and of itself. If, if you say Willem Dafoe, those four words into a mirror three times, you will see <laughs> Willem Dafoe. I've, I'm, I'm confident. I'm too afraid to do it myself, but let me know if you're watching at home. Oh, I'm not uh, going to try it. That's too scary for me. <laughs> too scary. Yeah, it's, it's Halloween season. It's too scary. <laughs> um, John, for your four amazing words, I'm giving you four points. Wow. Oh, it, was, yes. it was uh, arguably, and it was well defended. <laughs> I am, I'm, I'm, about to, I'm about to choose the same topic. <laughs> Oh All right. Uh, well, Jessica, is your pitch uh, Norman Osborn? Do you have a? Do you you know what? One? I have another one. Oh, you know what? I'll, I truly that was my my first one is what I was going with right now. Second one was the Willem Dafoe, and now I kind of want to go back to Willem Dafoe. It makes sense, but no, I will go with mine. So, <laughs> so I think a villain that we should bring back is Doc Ock. But instead of the Doc Ock that we saw in the original, we're going to get Katherine Hahn playing Liv Octavius. (laughs) And I'm very excited for the idea of this. Because yeah, she's going to be, and I'm bringing it up again because I love WandaVision. Yeah, she's going to be in WandaVision. Yes, we all know that. But that would be so great. If I can't get that damn cameo (laughs) with Tom Holland, Andrew Garfield, and Tobey Maguire, I want that Katherine Hahn as Octavia, as Doc Ock. And it would be so fun if it's just just Katherine Hahn. It was the voice of Liv (laughs) into the Spider-Verse. And she comes through in that exact outfit with the hair pinned up like a beehive. And I'd be so into it. And she would be be awesome. Uh, I'm, ups- yeah. I'm also a root for anything Catherine Hans in. Uh, she's my Willem yeah. Dafoe. I... She is, yeah. Oh, man, I, I think that would be fantastic. And she is one of the, because all the voice actors for Into the Spider-Verse were pretty incredible. I'd love to see Jake great. Johnson play a live action role in the MCU oh, as that... well. But, oh, if yeah. he showed up with like the sweatpants, I'd be oh, so sure. happy. Yeah, yeah. Let's get Nick Miller in there. But um, yeah, yeah, let's go. Catherine Hahn is such a great actress and I gotta say from a personal level when I first moved to LA and I was an intern at my improv theater IOS uh, I worked Thursday nights a lot I met a couple famous people they all blew me off she was one who I she got there early she's in the green room putting on her makeup and I was like so you have 10 minutes and she was so sweet to me she's the first famous person I met I just seen Step Brothers <sighs> and her in Parks and Rec and was the first time like a famous person was really really nice to me and I was like I wish you nothing but success. And she's had nothing but success. She's been amazing. She's amazing. She's yeah. my mama. I wish she was yeah. my mama. <laughs> um, so I'm going to give you uh, three points, Jessica, for your Katherine Hahn pitch. Thank mm. you. All right, Tommy, bring us home. Yes. Who, who do you want to see got- come back? Five syllables for you, Topher Grace. Please, Daddy. Uh, Topher Grace has venom coming back. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I have to change mine on the fly because mine was also mine was also Willem Dafoe. So we all uh, wanted Willem Dafoe. I knew so, it. So, so I I think logically the person with the most like what the hell were they supposed to do? We never really got a fulfilling uh, portrayal of the characters. Paul Giamatti is Rhino. 
Let's get Rhino. Seriously, what, yeah, what an mean, incredible, sir. what an incredible actor that was used as basically set up and then like a cl- conclusion-ish cliffhanger at the end of the Amazing Spider-Man Two. Like we're we're owed more of that Rhino character. If we're gonna have Electro come back, why not have Rhino come back? And uh, you know maybe as a team, maybe as uh, two people in cahoots, maybe the old Electric Rhino, as I say, which uh, <laughs> is usually what I just call my manscape. Uh, no, we're not we're done with that ad spot. <laughs> I, call, I, I call it the old Electric Rhino because it's always in charge. Uh, give him zero rope. <laughs> no, no. We'll get some more points. Stop, get, those, get those knuckles out of here. <laughs> get those knuckles. Um, I, I have to say, I just rewatched the clip of the Chris Gethard show where it was uh, What's in the Dumpster or One Man's Trash is the name of the episode. And it's it's mm. very interesting. Uh, I guess I'm about to spoil it. So if you, you really should go watch this episode. Go watch it right now. If you ever cared about watching it, pause it, go watch it, come back. Where they bring in the dumpster and they're like, something is in this dumpster and you have to guess what it is and they had people guess and guess and guess and at one point um uh they the other guests who were on the show was like um i'm this character i'm not sure if this actor is in the marvel universe and then uh chris gethard asked are you in the marvel universe uh, bang on the lid once and the person did and then later it was revealed to be paul giamatti and then everyone's oh! kind of confused they're like wait are you in the marvel universe Ooh. and i think they were trying to say are you in the mcu and he had just ah. been in the amazing spider-man 2 but ah. like the reason I rewatched it, I was like, did Giamatti know something? Did Giamatti was, did he have a meeting with Kevin Feige? And he's like, one day we're yes. going to get you back in this universe, Giamatti. And he's like, I'll remember that. Giamatti. <laughs> so, Holy <I> baby. <laughs> yeah. I do love Paul Giamatti, but I got to say, Tommy, I kind of loved your Topher Grace Venom theory. He yeah, was well, that would be underappreciated in that role. He could have been great also in his him, own movie. But. Him as Venom up against Tom Hardy as Venom as like Venom multiverse Venoms would be truly incredible. Venom would be, Venom. be truly, Triple B. truly hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tommy, but uh, I'm sorry, I have to give you two rogies just because you got I me understand. excited. You went with a lesser exciting. <laughs> so you, you get two. I'll, ta- I'll take two. All right. No um, all right, everybody. Uh, I believe our scores are John with seven, Jessica with seven, Tommy with five. Jessica believes he has two. Uh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> just because she's mad at the knuckle. That's fair. <laughs> Uh, well, here's our chance. It's still anybody's game because we have one final rogue question for you three. It's just in time for Halloween. Uh, the Pennsylvania house used as Buffalo Bill's house in Silence of the Lambs is reportedly up for sale. So, in honor of the only horror movie to win a Best Picture Oscar, which is a shame because there's been so many great ones, but this one definitely deserved it. Mm. I would like mm. you to give me, from Silence of the Lambs, the best Buffalo Bill or the best Hannibal Lecter impression. I'll, I'll go first. I'll go first. So this is what, uh, I, this is Buffalo Bill at his open house for his house for sale. Well, sure, she's a bit of a fixer-upper, but it's a buyer's market. You'd be a fool not to put a bid in. Are you like a great big fat person? Because this house is massive. There's a pit in the ground you could use as a bathtub if you are like a size 12. Come into my house, put the lotion on. It's very cold outside. We're all using too much sanitizer on our hands. So put the lotion on the hands so you can sanitize again. <laughs> wow. That was wow. Well done. I should well have done. not let Tommy go first. <laughs> Big mistake. Wow. Well, I'm definitely not going second. <laughs> 
I will go second before I do what will be a terrible impression. I will say that <laughs> early in my sketch writing career, I wrote a sketch called Silence of the Lamb Chops. And it was yes. it was a sketch about a Times Square restaurant next to Bubblegum Shrimp that was called Silence of the Lamb Chops, and it was a Silence of the Lambs themed restaurant. And it was oh my God. maybe the worst thing I've ever written. It was. No, I disagree. Oh, you need to copyright that before someone it. takes it. But the pitch alone, John, I love it. Um, I, I don't have anything witty to say. Um, as the as Buffalo Bill, so I'll just say, put the lotion in the basket. That's all. That's all. That's all I got. That's yeah. a, that was well done. Well done. Yes. Uh, yes. yes. I will also do Buffalo Bill, uh, impersonating him on his YouTube channel, where he tests out the newest makeup cosmetics. Welcome to my channel again. Uh, like and don't forget to like and subscribe. If you want a more refreshing feel on your face, I would recommend the Trader Joe's Rose Water facial, <laughs> facial skin. It, uh, it refreshes your skin as much as my lotion that I've started making at home myself. You just take oh, the lotion and put it on your skin. And as long as you're a size 16 or higher, it'll it'll look good. <laughs> yes. My sad, scary voice. Terrifying. Thank you. Well done. Uh, well, I'm feeling generous. Um, uh, John, I want to start with you. Uh, for your sketch pitch alone, uh, for Sounds of the Lamb Chops, you get one roguey point for that. Well Ew. done. That brings you to a, a total of eight. Uh, Tommy, you had an amazing impression. Way to work in a lot of references, including Great Big Fat Person. Uh, uh, yeah, and the hole in the basement. Yeah, you get it. So you're going to get two roguey points, bringing Yay! you to a total of seven. Uh, but Jessica, for Jessica, for understanding the medium is the message here and doing a YouTube take on it, you get another one to bringing you uh, up to a total of eight. Uh, so does well that, deserved, well deserved. Uh, so that makes our winners, we have some co-winners, uh, right? Yes, you both were yeah. at eight. Uh, Jessica okay. and John, uh, well done this episode. Um, so I guess for uh, our winner, our, our victory dance, we'll be doing the dance from Goodbye Horses and Silence of the Lambs. So we'll Tommy weeps because he can't join us. I'll so we'll do that through the end of the episode. Yeah, if you want to sing that as I do the goodbyes. <laughs> well, that is this week's episode of Rogue Theory. Uh, I want to thank all of our guests this week. All three are wonderful. Tommy Bechtold, Jessica Clemens, and John Xavier Miller. Follow them all on their social medias. They're uh, three hilarious people who have all kinds of amazing projects that you're going to want to check out by following them wherever they are. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to Rogue Theory podcast feed. Stay tuned to the YouTube channel for this and other shows. I'm Eric Voss. You can follow me at EA Voss. Uh, join us on Twitter at New Rockstars. Join us on Discord by uh, becoming a patron at patreon.com slash New Rockstars. And goodbye, horses. Horses. I want to